Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Mike Kellett. Now, Mike is the founder of Macro Mike, and I'm sure a lot of the listeners have tried his products before. Obviously, they range from things like baking mixes, powdered peanut butters, protein bars, protein powders, a number of different health and wellness supplements, which are gluten-free, dairy-free, and vegan. Um, I guess vegan-friendly, you would say. Um, And his company has just gone from strength to strength winning a number of different awards in you know Australian business awards and I've known Mike for a while now and um, not not extremely well but personally we've known each other for a while and I've I've managed to watch him grow this company from the ground up and it's extremely inspiring for me to see um, and you know it's been a huge success and continues to grow and grow and grow so I'm looking forward to chatting to Mike today I know you guys will get a lot of value out of this episode as well so if you do please do take a screenshot of today's show and post it up on your Instagram story for me, tag myself, tag Mike, and also obviously go and try out his products if you have not already or have the link to all um, the shop, the website, and also Mike's social media in the show notes below. So enjoy the episode and thanks so much for tuning in. Mike, welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, brother. It's a pleasure to have you on. Hey, man. How you doing? Good to finally jump on. I know we've been saying we're going to do this for quite a while hey so it's good to good to make it happen and yeah definitely and I, like i talked about just quickly in the intro as well how um you and i've kind like kind of known each other for for a fairly long period of time now i remember literally when you first started macro mike um i remember you sent me out um, a bit of a care package with like your fir- literally like your first products um you know you sent them hand sent them yourself and um, it's been unreal to watch the company grow so much since that time, mate. But like, we obviously haven't really had that much of a chance apart from a few expos here and there to mm. even catch up and have a chat. So, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to, to chatting today, man. But um, first of all, thanks for, thanks for your time. Nah, bro, not all, man. And yeah, when, when, when I look back through, I think it was our Facebook or Instagram messages and it said like, 2016 2017 yeah. and then you're right it was literally some of the first ever products yeah like i think they were still in like hand stickered bags you know they were stickers and brown, yeah. brown paper bags and you're probably like what the hell is this guy even sending me like um yeah i mean you know i look back now and i'm like sort of cringing but look that's how it started humble beginnings it was just me in the apartment who had a mad passion for all things like macros and tracking and, and trying to basically give, you know, competitors different options that wasn't just chicken and broccoli seven times a day. And that's where it all, you know, came from. It's awesome, isn't it? And you often see that in terms of regardless of what industry it's in, it's the companies or the businesses or the people that do it extremely well are those that are kind of like in the trenches in the industry themselves that, find a problem that they need a solution to and they create that solution and then they realize that there's more out there that have the same problem as them so and i know that's 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 as you've just touched on how you started macro mike so do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about what that what that problem was for you and and why you started the company in the first place and how you kind of the whole process originated and then was there a bit of a i guess an aha moment where you were like like were you well, I guess what I want to know is that were you setting out to start a business when this all started or was it just something that you've stumbled across yourself, a solution to your own problem, and then you've realized that it's something that the masses could um, deal with as well? Yeah, for sure. I think, I think like definitely there's been 
you know, like a burning desire for me to run a business from a young age. And, you know, that started at, at school, like hustling, buying and selling all that kind of stuff. And um, I guess I just never really had that, like you, you said that like aha moment or that light bulb moment where it's mm. like, oh, you know, this, this is potentially my calling in life. And, it, you know, if you can even say that, yeah. but for me, yeah, it just started as like, um, like I said, I was doing fitness, physique, I think similar to yourself, you know, yeah. competing ICN, IMBA and um, been both gluten and dairy intolerant. There wasn't a lot of stuff on the market that I could eat. And then when you throw macros into the equation as well, being macro friendly, gluten and dairy free was kind of like, you know, like your, your option was pretty much, yeah, you want to eat some cardboard or do you want to eat like some cardboard? And that was kind of it. So yeah, it definitely started as me just wanting to eat tasty, delicious food, which was the fat kid inside me kind of screaming out, you know, like, help, I, I want to eat tasty, delicious yeah, products yeah. Rather, than, rather than the typical broccoli and chicken, which, you mm. know, I think 90% of probably the people that we competed with or against were probably just eating chicken and broccoli seven times a day. And that was kind of and I think the as thing well, you did if you wanted to get shredded. Yeah, and I think something that's worked in your favor as well is obviously you've had that realization early on as well that that's not the only way. And I think that's something that yeah. it's been one of the reasons why why I've been able to grow my business is that um, is that I figured out at, at an early stage that it didn't have to be your typical bro foods or your, your small group of foods that you could stick to. It's, you know, it's a, it's a much wider variety of food you can be choosing from and it's not, doesn't have to be as boring or as hard as what everyone thinks it has to be. So I guess for you to, be, to have had that understanding as well plays a huge role in, in understanding that there can be things that are more enjoyable to eat and achieve that same result um, along, the, along the way. So that's, that would have been huge yeah, for man. you hundred percent. And it was definitely a game changer. And I think it was a, a pivotal part of competing and comp where people realized that, you know, a carbohydrate or a protein or a fat in whatever form it comes in, really, as long as it's fitting your daily macros and, you know, you've still got to obviously hit your fiber targets yeah. and your, your steps and, and get your training in, but really there's no difference to a carbohydrate, what form it comes in. Mm -hmm. body still processes it the same whether it's yeah. a bit faster digested or slower digested so yeah what started off as kind of like i guess solving problems for myself soon gained traction from people you know hitting me up on social media or other competitors kind of saying hey mike like you know how come i'm here eating chicken and broccoli and you're there eating brownies and pancakes and I guess the evolution of the products as they got better and more refined and more tweaked, instead of just being that like niche following for people that were gluten and dairy intolerant or just the, the macro trackers and whatnot, yeah. we started gaining just mass market following from people that just wanted to eat brownies or cookies or like mm. a bit healthier. And also they could track it, right? Because generally you can't really track those kinds of foods and you know, it's a lot of effort to go through your cupboard and put all those individual ingredients into my fitness pal and then work yep. out your serving size and weigh it and all that kind of stuff. And I guess the, the packet mixes just made it a lot easier for people. And that's how it went from, that was probably the light bulb moment where I kind of thought, you know what, like, obviously this is great for me and great for anyone with the sort of um, same dietary issues or yeah. um, people that are on flexible dieting. But when it started gaining traction from just, you know, 
Sue, Jane, Mary down the local bloody hell, you know, like everybody yeah, yeah. could could get it. And I'd take baking mixes to friends' houses and the whole family would eat them and be like, oh, this, this, is this healthy? This, you know, da, 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 da. Yeah. And that was probably the turning point of the business, I reckon. And that's where you're, um, you know, that's, that's the beauty of your business as well is that you get that mix between the people like yourself and, and I who, who do track macros and have that understanding of nutrition and then the rest of the population who just look at a packet, you know, I've got one of yours here, um, which I'll, I'll show, I'll show the viewers and the listeners or the listeners won't be able to see fuck all, but, um, <laughs> but like those that, those that just see a label or see a product and, you know, they see the health benefits on the packet and then they don't give a shit about macros, but they just yeah, want to exactly eat something right. or have something that they, they think in their mind is going to be a healthier option. And, you know, hence the, uh, I guess the popularity or, the the craze around people just choose people that aren't even you know vegan or or gluten intolerant mm. stuff that are choosing these options at cafes and stuff that you know to be honest a lot of these products have higher calories than the regular cake or slice that is on the shelf but you know the beauty of your product is that you you are cautious of the macros and you know i'm i'm not dairy intolerant gluten intolerant and these are products that i'm still choosing you know my, my girlfriend and i danielle um we've been we've been going down to the, there's a store near me that that sells your products like we've been going down each week and trying something different and um you know the powdered peanut butter and stuff like that just to just because it tastes good it's convenient and like you yeah. said it's an easy way for me to make sure that i can track it in my my intake um and and, no, and not have to go through and do all those individual ingredients which is awesome so exactly. what's, the, what's and, that, the, uh, and that was kind of sorry, sorry you go. you go. you're up no i was just gonna say and, and that was you know like that was the trade-off for me was like, you know, I was buying all these ingredients from Woolies and Coles and I was just making these products for myself. And when I did the maths on it, like, you know, to buy all like raw cacao and quinoa flakes and coconut flour and coconut sugar, you know, these are all prime, like expensive ingredients from health food stores. It was almost like the same price to make the products yourself than it was to just buy it in a packet. So that's when it was a bit of a no brainer, you know? Yeah, and saves just an absolute shitload of time. Were you always yeah. um, were you always into like baking and cooking and that type of shit, or were you just doing that because of the fact that you kind of needed to if you wanted to come up with these these recipes that were still enjoyable to eat? Yeah, I think like probably um, you probably relate to this as well. Like obviously when you when you compete and you you're pretty hungry and your whole day kind of consists of like sort of revolving around food right all you can really think of is like okay like if i can get through to 2 p.m i can have this product you know this this yeah. food or this meal um and you just kind of live in from meal to meal and for yeah. me it kind of became this sort of like daily challenge of okay like let's see how much like tasty creative foods i can fit into my like daily macros and almost like that would be the whole goal of my day would just be what I could enjoy later on later. Yeah. And I'd make these big like protein cakes and big pancake stacks and like big waffle stacks. And it kind of just became like this, this sort of, um, yeah. Challenge of like how much, how, how much creative awesome can you get? Taste. Yeah, bro. How much, yeah. how much cool creative stuff can I put together and, and still hit my macros and still get lean and still get shredded. And that's kind of where it all came from. It's funny, isn't it? When you're in that calorie deficit for an extended period of time, you um, your obsession with getting creative with your meals and stuff is through the roof. And then when you're in the opposite end of it, when you're in the surplus, you're just like, fuck, give me the most convenient thing possible, as boring as I can, and just get it down. 
bro, it's, you just absolutely nailed it. And, you know, these days, like, I never crave food. I'm never like, you know, because I'm in a surplus or I just eat for general maintenance and yeah. um, just to be healthy, you know, I haven't competed for years. I don't have the time or energy or, you know, self-discipline anymore. But that was a very, you know, structured part of my life that I'll always look back on and be like, wow, look what I achieved. But I think the biggest thing that maybe, um, maybe sort of like, you know, or if you if you look back to competing, all the skill sets and stuff that you have to learn, like self-discipline, motivation, like, you know, staying on track, like hustling, all that kind of stuff, like people are fine putting that into practice for say like a year or two years to win like a plastic trophy. And again, look, this is not against anybody that wants to go out and compete. I'm not bashing that, you know, I was the same. I wanted to win a trophy. Yeah. I wanted to do this. I wanted to prove to myself, but I essentially took all those skills and all that time and energy that I'd learned from competing and put that into running a business and, yeah. you know, like look where the business has got to in four years, whereas, or three and a half years. Whereas if I'd have kept competing for another three and a half years, I might not have even won a competition. You know, I've, I've never been blessed with the best genetics and I've never kind of like been the, the hardest worker in the gym, like, you know, and, and, it was more about having fun in the process. And, you know, yeah. I was like an overweight kid who kind of got bullied. So for me, I was in the absolute best shape of my life for me personally. It's an achievement. That's thought, the win in itself. That's the, that's the win in itself. But when you kind of put me up against other people that are maybe like, you know, a bit more genetically blessed or they've always been shredded or they've always stayed lean, I was never going to kind of beat them. But I like to think that I've put all that skill set into now running Macro and Mike. Mm. And, you know, I think a lot of people out there could take the skills that they've learned in competing and probably do something like amazing in business, you know? Definitely. There's so many similarities. I often use the term, um, you know, becoming the CEO of your own body. Like the similarities I see between, you know, health and fitness and running a business is just crazy. Like, you know, knowing your numbers, yep. that discipline, creating the healthy habits, the accountability, the the routine, the structure, the discipline. Like, I mean, the similarities are, are so close and, and it's funny how you often see like there's a bit of a crossover between those that are successful in business and those that are successful in, I guess the health and fitness industry, or even just people that are take care of their own body and their health. Like, mm. you know, you look at some of the most successful people in the world and, and outside of running their business, their number one priority is their health. Like they're prioritizing oh. fitness, they're prioritizing training and their nutrition and their hydration recovery and stuff. And it just works so hand in hand, the, the two, it's, it's interesting, isn't it? And um, the, the other part I wanted to touch on is the actual business side of it. So, um, you know, when, when you first decided that you were going to turn Macro Mike into, you know, you wanted to build that company and build the business, what was the process of you putting together these, these uh, I guess, recipes and making the products yourself to then getting a manufacturer? Like, what's that look like now and how's that evolved since the start? Yeah, for sure, man. And, you know, probably a good one for anyone looking to get into uh, business. And, um, you know, there's a couple of different ways you can run. Like if we take a health food business or a food specific yeah. business, there's a couple of different options you can go down. So, you know, I'd say we kind of did it or I did it the, the more difficult way, which is kind of like, essentially, I, you know, I formulated all the products myself. It was small scale, you know, I just rented a commercial kitchen like once a week and I'd just literally go and mix products together in big tubs and then I'd scoop them into bags and I'd put stickers on bags and, you know, it was very manual. Yeah. And then that process kind of grew and grew and grew. 
On the flip side, you can go to what's called a contract manufacturer, which is somebody that essentially blends and packs products and can even help you formulate products. So you, you could essentially just go and say, hey, I want to make this protein powder. This is kind of what I want it to include. These are some of the flavors I'd like you to, to give me. And these are kind of the approximate macros. Yep. And then the contract manufacturer might turn around and say, yep, cool. Here's a price. Here's a lead time. Duh, 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 duh. And we got burnt pretty hard by a contract manufacturer really early on. We put pretty much all our money into doing a massive run of protein powder. And this was back when our protein was really sort of in its infancy. And, you know, stupidly, we kind of took on a contract manufacturer. The price looked really attractive bit naive at the time, didn't really do our research around the contract manufacturer. Anyway, long story short, we ordered a thousand bags of protein, the thousand bags of protein. They hadn't like taken the air out of the bags. So what happened was we got these like balloon protein bags, which we then sent out to a distributor and the distributor pretty much got boxes of powder and burst open protein bags. So we oh, had fuck. like a thousand bags of protein. Just explode. We then had credit to the distributor and we got burned so hard. And, and at that point it was like, okay, now like we're gonna, you know, if you want something done properly, you do it yourself, right? So that was the point where I decided that we weren't gonna use a contract manufacturer. I wanted to keep everything internally. You know, I went to China to, to build like a production line. So, so I saw the whole process, you know, basically sent them the spec of what we wanted it to be. Da -da 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 -da. Went over to China, visited, then took delivery of our site. And we actually set up a whole manufacturing plant. So, you know, to this day, we still have it. It right. now has two production lines, but we actually manufacture all our products internally, which is kind of cool. So, so you set um, up, so you went, so the first contract manufacturer that you worked with, were they in China? No, nah, no, nah, they were um, in Brisbane. They're okay. the ones that messed up all the, um, all the proteins and whatnot, but just the, the company that basically built the machinery for our production line. Yeah. They were in China. So I went to liaise with them, ordered the machinery, it got sent over to Australia and that's right. what we now produce all the products on. So you've got like, so you've got a kind of a warehouse set up with yep. all the manufacturing uh, machines in there and it's just all internally done. Exactly. So we've got three sites. We've got a production site, which is basically just raw materials like ingredients and then two production lines. We run a peanut production line, which is for all our peanut based products yep. and then a non peanut production line, which is for all our non peanut based products. And yeah, generally every day we're churning over maybe two to 3,000 kilos of product that's getting manufactured. It yep. comes out of the production site into our warehouse. We've then got, you know, three different channels. We've got an online channel where it's direct to consumer. So anybody ordering on our website, boom, macromike.com.au, I'm going to order two bags of protein. That goes through to the warehouse, gets yep. picked, packed, picked up by Australia Post. We've got a wholesale side of the business where we essentially send like a carton to ASN or a nutrition yep. warehouse or, you know, Barry's health food store, like however you want to do it. Yep. And then we have a distribution side of the business where we might send a pallet or a container to a distributor that then they then distribute to all the different stores and whatnot. So there's a, there's a lot of moving parts, but it's a pretty well oiled machine. It, it runs pretty good. Unreal. And so how many staff do you have working for you now? Um, I'm pretty sure we're up to about 23 staff through so we've got obviously Macro Mike, which is our um, retail brand. We've then got Macro King, which is our contract manufacturing entity. So between the two, there's about 23 staff. And then so we are you, just, are you uh, producing producing uh, product now for other companies too with that manufacturer? Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Unreal. So, you know, 
I can't really sort of disclose who we yeah, manufacture yeah. for, but you know, some really big brands in Australia, we make a lot of plant-based proteins for people. Um, a lot of like, yeah, different, different products and whatnot. And, and we're constantly working on R and D, you know, health foods and greens powders and all that kind of stuff. So That's yeah, we have some, some, some really big clients. And I guess that came from the back of, um, I sort of made a strategical move at the start where I wanted to protect essentially a lot of the ingredients that are quite unique to macro and So mm-hmm. we, you know, our key ingredient is peanut protein yep. and we signed like a distribution agreement with an American company. So there's only a, you know, a couple of suppliers that's, that sell this specific ingredient and they're all in the USA. Okay. And the main one we were ordering, you know, plenty of, um, volume through so I got them to agree to give us like the Australian rights to sell that ingredient in Australia so okay if you hit them up and said hey I want to order your peanut protein they just say go order from Macromoke because they're the Australian distributor okay so a lot of the manufacturing contracts and clients and stuff that have come out have kind of come on the back of um, those inquiries coming through to us and then I'm like hey guys yeah of course we can sell your peanut protein but did you know we can also do R and D on a product and get you a full turnkey solution. You know, we have like a printing factory in China that does all the packaging. We've got scoops, we've got, you know, an R and D team that can formulate and all that kind of stuff. So that's been a big part of the business too. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. That's huge. Now, um, so as I said before, for those that are listening, bad luck. For those that are watching, this is um, this is like just a product. So this is the the cookie mix product, and like the packaging is really nice. I mean, when in terms of so you just said just then, you, is this done through China? Is it like the packaging and stuff? Yeah. So all our packaging is printed. Like Jim, to be fair, like probably ninety ninety nine percent of food packaging is made overseas in china okay. and even like a lot of the australian printing companies still outsource it to china so yep. we just happen to go direct to the factory you know generally what australian printing companies will say is hey we'll print it in our australia uh, sorry in our um, overseas china factory but they're just they're just using a, a chinese factory it's not their factory yeah <laughs> you know what I mean? yeah 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 uh, and so, so yeah, what's uh i guess more specific now to um, like I guess the marketing and branding side of things with Macro Mike, what are some of the main things that you, I guess, look at when you are bringing out a new package? Is there certain things? Is it like, you know, making sure that, you know, uh, one thing that you guys do extremely well, I thought there's a number of things, but one of the main things I think you do well is like the flavoring and like the, mm. the different flavors you put out and, and it looks really appealing, like on the packaging, the, even like the names of the flavors and stuff. So is there certain things that you try and go for on the packet to grab people's attention um, in, when you go in for that sale of stuff for someone that's never seen the brand before? Yeah, I think definitely we, we try and like look to trends, you know, like overseas, maybe in like USA where things are quite hot. So we'll kind of look at what cool flavors are coming through and what's on the market. But I guess, yeah, it just, it just comes through like innovation. So um, around six months ago, I kind of stepped away from a lot of the like 
day-to-day, you know, mundane tasks of the business to be more like head of new product development and head of high-level marketing strategy. So we have a team um, that obviously helps with a lot of that stuff. And we use a couple of um, like consultant and agencies to help yep. with like pay spend and, and marketing spend and all that kind of stuff. But I think like we just try and innovate and, you know, we look at what's maybe popular. Yeah. Like trend wise, mm-hmm. but then also we, we kind of like take products that might necessarily be very successful. Like a prime example is um, I'm just looking at it right now. There's a box of Lenny and Larry cookies sat in um, the office here and obviously Lenny and Larry, like one of the biggest cookie manufacturers, I think they make like a million cookies a day or a week or whatever, right. you know, in America. But like myself being gluten and dairy intolerant and also there's there's a big like um, emphasis on like gut friendly and, and helping people with IBS in a lot of our products because yep. I suffered with IBS for five, six, seven years and found that with, with dietary controls, you know, like reducing my gluten and dairy um, intake, that helps with my IBS. So for me, there wasn't really like a protein cookie on the market that I could eat. Yep. So that cookie that we just released um, six weeks ago, which is called the clean cookie, essentially is like my take on, I guess it's like my gift back to people that can't have all the other cookies on the market. And you know, like Lenny and Larry, great product, but there's like 70 grams of carbs and bloody 30 grams of fat in a cookie. It's like, no one can really fit that into their macros. You know, like I think back to when I competed, I was only on like 40 grams of fat in the whole day, which would be like half a cookie, not even, you know? Yeah. So so like, I guess a lot of the, the marketing and the strategy and, and the flavors and stuff come from, yeah, like looking what's on the market and trying to innovate and trying to make it better and trying to improve it and just, and just increase the standard of the natural plant-based industry. That's kind of why I get up every day. It's like, how can I push the limits of the products that are on the market? And even, yeah. you know, we recently launched an almond protein, which we've called like our premium protein and like, that again was just us saying, Hey, look, we've got this peanut protein, which is obviously amazing. It's our number one selling product, but we can take it a step further. We can keep innovating. We can make it even better. Yeah. And it's just that constant hustle to want to improve, I think is, is what drives the whole of macro mate. Yeah. And, and I think you've answered the, the next question there. Like your number one selling product is that the, the protein powder is it? the peanut. peanut protein? Yeah. Generally the protein powder sells really well. Like, we sell a lot of protein bars and, and generally we try and call them more of like a snack bar than a typical diehard protein bar. Mm-hmm. So we just use in whole foods um, and obviously plant-based proteins. The, um, <clears throat> the cookies, they sell really good. Um, and then like you said, the baking mixes, you know, they're, they're yeah. a staple. Any, any sort of macro mite customer would have a few of those in their cupboard and they might make pancakes or waffles or brownies or cookies or donuts. You know, there's, Pretty much everything um it all goes really well i think what's awesome as well like for and i'll have all the links and stuff as i said in the intro guys but i'll have all the links to the shop and everything in the show notes but what i really like about all the the, the mixes particularly um is the fact that you only need to add you know maybe one thing it might be yeah. you know you know like some of you just add water i mean like that in itself is just such a good selling point where you don't need to go out and, you know, you buy one thing and then all of a sudden you need all this other shit as well just to put it together. Um, that, that's awesome. Um, yeah, what I wanted to, 
a lot of the yeah a lot of the products in the market like you said you buy the you buy the bacon mix and it might even be like significantly cheaper than say a macro mike bacon mix and then you get it home and you're like oh i need to add half a jar of coconut oil like a liter of almond milk you know like all these different ingredients whereas yeah the big goal with macro mike was simplicity and, and making it simple mm. what you mentioned before about the obviously um what sounds like um a pretty big um fuck up i guess like to be honest like with the with the protein powder so aside and it's funny how you know a lot of the time with these i guess if you want to call them mistakes or or things that don't work out that well on the back of that turns out to be a huge success which by the sounds of it for you obviously has been an absolute game changer so aside from that has there been any other really big mistakes or losses that you you've had um with the business along the way that have turned out to to end up being kind of a bit of a blessing in disguise yeah, I think there's been, you know, there's been heaps. Like I, I hold my hand up and say, look, we've made, you know, every mistake you could imagine as a business. But, you know, I often say that's kind of the beauty of, of being a startup and that's kind of the beauty of, of the journey is you learn from those mistakes. But, mm. you know, there's been a few, like we've kind of gone down rabbit holes that maybe looked really attractive and then and then we've kind of like steered out of that direction. Like we, we had a a sort of dabble in, um, in a major chain supermarket and, you know, it kind of looked really attractive and, and initial steps were kind of good. And then they just didn't really align with where we were trying to get. And they're trying to basically just cut the guts out of the brand and always want you to do discounts and sales. And, you know, in my opinion, and it works for some people. So again, I'm not the type of person that like Mike knows everything, but in my opinion and where I want to get macro Mike brand to, I think probably the major chain supermarkets, what originally looked quite attractive now is probably quite far from where we do want to take the brand. Mm. And, you know, we're in maybe 1500 to 1700, like independent supermarkets, supplement stores, health food stores that really value the brand and they don't feel the need to discount the product and they do push. And I think that is far more powerful than kind of like selling the guts out of your product and selling your soul to the devil a little bit with, with supermarket chains. Just to be in the supermarket. Again, yeah. Yeah. And again, man, you know, this is not me saying if you've got an amazing product, don't go down the supermarket path because I know for some people it's an absolute gold mine and it's probably exactly where they want to get it to. But for us, and especially with COVID, it's kind of taught us that like our online e-commerce part of the business is absolutely thriving and you know people's yeah. buying habits are going towards online spending so it's like a big goal of ours is is that customer journey and sort of like you know if you went onto our website we want to make sure that you have an amazing experience with macro mike but going into a supermarket we've got nothing that we can no kind of like exactly no control so i think like Definitely kind of, yeah, going into the major chain supermarkets was definitely a big mistake for us, but it was a huge learning curve and kind of like maybe instilled where we want to get the brand to. Um, Obviously the contract manufacturing one early on, which I shared with you guys, um, probably just, yeah, like we, we had a couple of distributors that we worked with early on and sort of like they all kind of over promised, under delivered didn't pay their invoices on time. You know, we had like hundred thousand dollars that was 120 days overdue. We almost went bankrupt because they weren't paying us that kind of stuff as well. 
And again, it, I guess it just comes from a bit of naivety as a, as a business owner, you know, there's not like a textbook you can read on yeah. how to run a business. Right. So you just kind of, you try stuff and, and you make a mistake and that sort of teaches you, Oh, Hey, look, maybe we'll do that better this time, or maybe we'll do that differently. Yeah. Um, but I think people should be prepared to kind of make mistakes and go down the wrong path because that is the beauty of, of, of a startup is the fact that you kind of learning and, and every day there's a spanner in the works and it's kind of like, how do you get through that and how do you keep pushing it? Yeah. And as I touched on before and, and like your prime example, like a lot of the time on the back of those mistakes is maybe the game changer. Maybe it is the, the, the one thing or one of the major things that, that blows your business up or, or sends you down that different path or the different angle that ultimately opens up the business for success in the long run, which is, definitely been one of the one of the cases for you in terms of marketing in terms of marketing what um i guess you know for those that aren't already aware of the brand or those that aren't kind of like in the fitness circles who are hearing of macro mike through someone else because i mean i don't know what your opinion is but for me like i think word of mouth and referrals is always going to be the best form of marketing um for any brand or any product but outside of that what do you guys kind of spend a lot of your time or focus on is it email marketing is it paid ads social media like what it what's what's the go there yeah for sure like great um great question and and we've you know we've done a lot of marketing over the time and and i guess as a small startup it's it's hard to go up against the big guns that have hundreds of thousands of dollars just to throw into like you know influencers or like Mm. um fitness expos you know we kind of rock up at a little like one by two trade show booth and there's like companies that have like football fields there and they've just got like (laughs) hundred thousand like protein yogurts to give to every single person that that rocks up there so i think being a small startup and not having money or funding which you know is macro mike in the last three years it, it definitely makes you think outside the box and it definitely challenges that you know to for you to push this the um you know, the typical norm, like of marketing strategy. So we've done a lot of um, like gifted product for promotion on social media. So, you know, we'll find, yep. and, and often like we're very lucky that often we find people who just genuinely love the brand and want to help promote it. Yeah. We've, we've, you know, we've spent a lot of time kind of like not wanting to sort of just say, Hey, look, here's $5,000. Go tell everyone this product is amazing. That's not really how we built macro Mike. It was more built organically. Um, and we use a lot of like content creation and, and sort of like we use a lot of kind of foodies that provide amazing recipes, which we can then market as like, I guess you'd call them sales funnels, but for me, it's just giving people free recipes that include the macro Mike products. And then they see those and they're like, Oh, well, Maybe I'll buy that because I want to make this hedgehog slice that looks absolutely off its head, like on Saturday night with the girls while we watch Bachelors in Paradise or whatever, you know what I mean? So <laughs> I think we've, we've kind of done everything. We, we spend a lot on Facebook and Instagram ads, Google ads, um, all that kind of stuff just to get the brand out there. Yeah. Because it's tough, you know, like the supplement and the health food industry is probably one of the most saturated That's industries. Right. And also you've got a lot of brands and products out there that are kind of like, you know, you take the vegan protein industry, for example, every vegan protein is saying like, you know, smooth, creamy, delicious, like tastes amazing, best tasting protein in the world, like all this kind of stuff. 
And the reality is from a consumer perspective, even before Macro Mike even existed, it's all BS, right? It's all bullshit. Like, it yeah. all, you know, like 99% of plant-based vegan protein tastes like bloody dirt, tastes like sandy, grainy, like, you know, it's, yeah. it's not amazing. So yeah. you kind of have to get through all that bloody riffraff and like, if everybody's kind of saying the same things, yeah. it's like, how do you, how do you, how do you market out? your products? How do you stand out? So for us, we've kind of had to really sort of think outside the box. So I can't give away all our sort of secrets and yeah, strategies, yeah. but it's definitely very left field to typical product marketing. Yeah. But as well, you know, I think the products we're very much in the, in the sort of um, sort of thought process that, our products, people just have to taste them and, and try them. And then they're pretty much won over as a customer. I'd say like probably 9.5 people out of 10 love the products, right? Which is amazing, like unreal. You know, I, I could have never wished for more than that. But it's more a, a, a sort of just getting them in people's hands mm. and giving them to them so that they can then make that decision. And we've, we've definitely grown our customer base and, you know, you look at our online return customer rate, it's almost 50%. So one in two orders are like a return customer. Awesome. Which shows you how powerful the kind of products are and, and, and they taste good. So I think like in terms of marketing, you can have the best, um, you know, marketing strategy or the best, the biggest marketing budget, or you can pay a million gazillion influencers to say your product's amazing. But if your product's not amazing, people might buy it once, but they're not going to buy it again. And, and they're again. not going to tell anyone about it. And yeah, exactly. They yeah. kind of, because they feel a bit gypped. They're like, oh, but you know, like um, who's a big influencer? I don't know. Tammy Hembro said I should drink this protein. And then it's like, you know, you'd feel a bit gypped if yeah. you're like, oh, but you said it was good, but it's not good. Like, yeah, you yeah. know, so you might buy it once, but you're not going to buy it twice. Very similar, um, I think. Yeah. And I say this a lot to new personal trainers that reach out for a bit of advice is that, you know, client retention is so mm. important and it's often overlooked because people are so focused on marketing and getting new clients and new customers and new audience. But if you're not taking care of your current audience with exceptionally good service or product, then they're not going to come back and you're going to be chasing your tail. Even if you've got new customers coming in, new audience, new clients coming in, it's just going to roll over and you're not really going to grow anywhere. So if you can take care of what you've got already, I mean that the, the power of that is huge. Oh, bro. Especially, you know, I spent, I spent four years as a personal trainer way back, you know, in the UK and, um, and, and you're so right. That was massive. You know, everyone's kind of like, oh, I've got to keep getting clients, keep getting clients. But if you just build a database of, of clients, you know, clients are going to come and go, but they're always going to kind of come back to you. Yep. And it's just, it's completely like a time thing. You know, if you're, if you're a good personal trainer and you sort of like become a personal trainer and you run it for sort of 12 months, in 12 months, you should have a fucking huge database of people. And like you said, word of mouth, people are going to say, hey, you know, I train with Danny, I train with Mike, I train with Sue, I train with Bloody Mary. She's yeah. amazing. You should go and train with her. Yeah. And I guess the same can be said, you know, with what, what I'm talking about in my industry, definitely with the personal training industry, you know, you can do a personal training course in six weekends and, you know, like it's, it's mm. 200 bucks and, you know, like it's, it's a tough one, man. And it's like, it's kind of, how do you market yourself from all the riffraff, but, I think the biggest thing is um, what we touched on is kind of like 
if you have a good product or a good service yep in this day and age in in 2020 with social media people are going to shout to the hilltops and tell people organically so maybe if you are stuck in you know rut with i put you're a personal trainer or you're providing a service or you've got a product and people aren't singing to the hilltops like and, you know, the only people that are kind of telling you that the product or the service is good is, is people that have been paid to say yeah. that. Maybe you need to swallow your pride, take one on the chin and think about, okay, maybe the service or the product I'm providing isn't actually that great. And, yeah. and I'm going to hold my hands up and say, there's been products we've put out in Macro Mike and, you know, I maybe missed the, missed the eight ball and, and people did give not the best feedback. You know, we completely revamped our brownie range. So now it's called a V2 new and improved because like it was good, but it, I knew it could be better. And yeah. same with, um, same with some of the other products, like even now we're continuously trying to innovate. So I think, yeah, you, you know, sometimes it's hard because you don't want to admit that your product or service isn't like absolutely yeah. amazing but sometimes you, you know you're only it's as the strong best thing as to do like, yeah. yeah it's the best thing and that's how yeah. you're going to grow and take it to mm. the next level yeah couldn't agree more mike mate um i really appreciate your time today man i'll be respectful of your time so we'll, we'll wrap things up there but um thanks for thanks for the chat today man it's been good to catch up and i'm sure that the audience has grabbed a lot of value so as I said, I'll make sure all the the um the links to the store and and your socials and stuff are in the in the show notes today. But if, is there anything else you wanted to add or anywhere you wanted to send the the audience um, before we wrap it up? Man, look, real you know, real <laughs> simple one. I'm, I won't plug too hard. You know, if anybody wants to find us, just just Google Macro Mike. Go support your local health food store if you see any of the products. You know, obviously we'd love for you to buy them online, but please buy them from a local health food store or a supplement store just to support them during COVID. You know, they've been hit pretty hard. Um, and yeah, like, I, you know, I, I take a lot of pride and passion in helping small business startups. So if anybody, you know, does have a business or an idea, um, please reach out to me on, on um, social media and I'm more than happy to help with that. And no, it's been really nice to, to catch up bro. And, and obviously like, on the flip side, I've, I've seen you grow so much over the last few years, which has been amazing. And you're obviously really pioneering positive um, change in, in sort of like, you know, like the, the health and wellness space. And, and that's amazing to see. And just keep doing awesome things, bro. You know, really proud of you, man. Thanks, bro. I appreciate the kind words, mate. And again, um, yeah, appreciate your time. It's been awesome. And we'll, we'll stay in touch, man. And um, I'll keep enjoying these cookies. And uh, yeah, bro. And brownies next, and everything, next time bro. You went, when finally Corona um, wraps up and you can travel, you'll have to come and check out the new macro gym that we've opened in Burley too. So we'd love to, awesome. we'd love to make cool. anything to get the fuck out of Melbourne at the moment would be fantastic. <laughs> Legend brother. All right. Thanks for coming on mate. And guys, as I said, if you've enjoyed today's episode, please do take a screenshot of the show and post on your Instagram story, tag myself, tag Mike, and uh, we'd love to get your feedback. Thanks so much for listening.